0: Why y'all staring at me like that? <laughs> People are waving at me. I, I think they're trying to say, it's time for the little kids to go away to never never land. <laughs> if you have your Bibles with you this morning, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 23. Y'all hear me okay? Woo! If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 23 we're going to be looking at, at uh, verses 39 through 43 this morning. I you know, I don't even know why I bother bringing my Bible up anymore because even with glasses, I can't read the writing anymore. <laughs> that That is a bad feeling. <laughs> that is a bad feeling. Thank you all. Where, where did Brenda... Where, well, you all did a, a wonderful job with the music this morning. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I wanted to be able to, to talk to you guys this morning um, about impossible situations. And not only about impossible situations, but I wanted to be able to talk to you this morning about remembering where your strength lies. Your strength does not lie in understanding God. Your strength lies in knowing God. I think a lot of times uh, we, we get caught up. We get caught up in trying to understand who God is and and what it is that God does. Well, the problem with that is, is that we ain't ever going to get there. We are the creation and he is the creator. Okay, so we we will never understand God. Everybody understand? Everybody nod with me. Tell me you're awake. Okay, all right. Thanks. Y'all make me nervous when you just stare. I feel like I've already got this tumor or something attached to my ear. Um, but I wanted to look at a conversation this morning uh, that happened on the, on the cross while Christ was hanging on the cross. And I want to be able to look at it maybe from a little bit of a different perspective uh, than, than what is the way that it's usually looked at. If we look at that passage there, see if this is going to work. Ooh, look at that. All right. One of the criminals who, was, who was, were hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered, rebuking him, and said, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, remember me, When you come into your kingdom. And he said to him. Truly I say to you today. That you shall be with me. In paradise. Now the reason that I wanted to. To bring that passage up. Is because we're looking at two men. But they have two different perspectives. Somebody used that perspective word earlier. We have two different perspectives. And we have one impossible situation. Now. The reason I say that we have one impossible situation. Is because. These guys are hanging on the cross. They're condemned. They're there. They are strapped to that thing, and there is only one option left. They're going to die. They are criminals. They've been tried. They've been judged. And they're going to die. Now, would everybody agree with me that their odds of getting off that cross are pretty slim at this point? Right? Would you agree with me that that might fall under the category of an impossible situation? I mean, because there is nowhere left for them people to go but to hang there and die, right? Okay, so here we are. We, we had the situation where both of them are hanging on the cross and they're waiting to die. And there's no escape. Now, in that, that there's two perspectives. Perspective one is from the one criminal. The only thing he had left which is just bitterness and hatred. And he was attacking the one that was closest to him, which happened to be Christ since he was hanging in the middle. All he had left was hate. And so there he was. And he was attacking Christ. But in all actuality, just like the rest of us, whenever we get completely flabbergasted at the situation, hurting people hurt other people. Is that not true? We have a tendency, when we're hurt, we have a tendency to lash out at the closest individual that just happens to be walking along. And that's exactly what this guy was doing. Because he knew, he knew that he was hanging up there on that cross for a reason. And there was no escape. And so he was lashing out At the impossibility of the situation. He was lashing out against Christ. But then you had the other perspective. From the other criminal. Who was also condemned to die. Who also knew that he deserved to be there. And yet his reaction to Christ. Was something completely different. He realized that his only hope. His only chance that he had. Was in knowing Christ. Now folks, Christ told him, today you will sit with me in paradise. One goes to heaven, one goes to hell. And the reason that one goes to heaven is because he knows Christ. And that's what I want to share with you today. That's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you today about the fact that your strength relies not on understanding God and the circumstances God has placed you in, but in knowing God. Because we get in these impossible situations. And I know there are people in this church today that feel like they're in an impossible, overwhelming, no way out situation. That there's no hope, no answer. theres It's just going to be nothing but bitter apples for the rest of your life. But I'm here to tell you today, just like just like the thief that was hanging on the cross, if you know Christ, if you know Christ, then you'll find your strength. Impossible situations. When we find ourselves in these impossible situations, our only option, the only option that we should use is to cry out to God. All throughout Scripture we see this and it's it's amazing to me because there is there is no other answer there is nowhere nowhere in scripture do you find where if you'll simply use common sense and do things the way you think you should that 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 the answer will be found in that manner nowhere in scripture is it that but everywhere in scripture you find this you cry out to God and God responds It never changes. It's all over the place. I want to encourage you this morning. If you have a pen, a crayon, a highlighter, a, you know, a stick, I don't care what it is. I'm going to go across some verses and I want you all to mark these things. It's OK. You can write in your Bible. It's yours. OK, I'm, nobody's going to get upset at you. But I want you to write these things down as we call as we look at them. OK, the first one is in Psalm fifty fifteen, And what does it say? It says simply this, call unto me, call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you, and you will honor me. Now, let's look at this verse for just one second, okay? What, what does it say? It says, call unto me. Now, what does that mean to call unto God? What does it mean to call? Is it, you know, hopping on the cell phone? No. What is it? It it is a crying out to God. In other words, when you find yourself in the impossible situation that you think there is no way out of there, when you cry out to God. In other words, it it amazes me. And I spoke with somebody about this earlier this week. I told him, I said, dude, if you would just take the amount of energy that you are devoting to your anger, if you would just take that same energy, redirect that thing to God, you would see some awesome, awesome things. Because that's what it means to cry out to God. It means that you take every emotion that you're feeling, everything that's stirring you up, and you turn to God, and you lay before God, and you cry out to Him with all that gut emotion that you have. Cry out to Him. And God will rescue you. I mean, is that not what it says? We don't have to go too deep into this thing. It's pretty simple. You cry out to God in trouble, and what does it say? I shall rescue you. Now, am I lying? That's taken straight from Scripture. We're we're all there. We're all reading it, right? Of course, now we got to come across this with this one truth. Um, there are some people that, that think that you should not take the Bible literally. There are some people that think that not everything in the Bible is quite true. Uh, but as Baptists, we, we have this one bottom line factor. God's Word It's God's Word. And if it's there, it's truth. Right? Okay? So... If we set the foundation of his word being truth, then what does that verse tell us? Plain and simple, right? Black and white. I love that. All right, let's look at this verse. All right, Psalm ninety-one fifteen. Also a good passage. I love this passage as well. He will call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. So what's the truth of this verse? Is it not the same thing? This verse actually goes a little further. Not only will he answer us, but he will be with us in trouble. He's not going to take the trouble away, but he's going to stand there with you. And he's going to carry you through. That is the promise of this verse. I will rescue him, and honor him. Wow! But wait, there's more. Jeremiah twenty nine twelve. Then you will call upon me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Now, do you see why I wanted you to, you know, take your crayon and mark these things up? Because these are pretty important things to remember. Because I don't know about you, but when I get into times of stress and times of struggle and times where I feel like you know I should be hiding under a rock somewhere, I need something I can look at. Right? Because despite how I'm feeling, I know these are truth. Right? They're not gonna change. His word is gonna stand. It's never going to change. And so despite how you may be feeling at the moment, you need to know that if you cry out to God, He is going to answer you. I think I got one more in there. This is God's hotline. I learned this when I was a kid. We always use it as God's hotline. Call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. So those are things that we have to remember. We need to be pers- persistent. You need to be persistent with your problem until you get face-to-face alone with God. What, what am I saying? In other words, w- when you're crying out to God, it needs to be a situation where, where you keep going back to God and you be persistent about going back to God until God responds. You understand what I'm saying? It's not one of these situations where you you simply cry out to God and yell at God and and then walk away. No. You need to consistently come back to the cross. Consistently come back to the foot of the cross and continue to cry to cry out to him, cry out to him, cry out to him, cry out to him until God responds. You need to be persistent with Him until you know that you are alone and face-to-face with God. Now, if you've never been in that situation, you you don't know what it means to be face-to-face with God. I'll explain it to you. It's when you get to that place where you know there is nothing else but God. I don't know any other way of explaining it. If somebody else can explain it better than me, you're welcome to because the only way I know to tell you is you'll know it when you get there because nothing else will matter. The second thing that we, we've got to avoid is that we, you cannot deify common sense. Now, there is something ingrained about all of us as human beings in that we we try to do things on our own. We just do. But that's not how the game is played, people. God created us to be dependent upon him, not independent of him. You cannot allow yourself to deify common sense. In other words, you cannot allow yourself to think, I'm gonna get, I am gonna figure this out. Once again same friend that I was talking about earlier. This is his problem. He's a daggum Marine. And I love the Marines, I really do. You know, bless their hearts, you know, army lives forever, but you know Hoorah! Oh, okay. Anyway. But as a Marine, the, and, and this is the scary thing about it. He's been out about 20 years from the Marine Corps. He still can't get it out of the system. But as a Marine, he was taught and he was trained and he was led to believe that he could do anything as long as he just stuck with it. There wasn't anything that he could come up against that he wouldn't be able to drag himself out of. And as human beings, we have this tendency. We're all jarheads. <laughs> He's not in here, I can say that. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, 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 you know, simplify. I, I, he'll never talk to me again. But we do, we all have this tendency where we try to dig ourselves out of this hole. But folks, the bottom line is we can't. Do you hear me? We can't dig ourselves out of this hole if we could dig ourselves out of this hole, we wouldn't need Christ. We've got to have them. And you've got to know it. When Jesus asks what we want him to do for us about the incredible problem that, that is confronting us, remember, he doesn't work in common sense ways. He works in supernatural ways. God doesn't deal in the common sense. He deals in the supernatural. And there's a reason for that, folks. It's so he can get all the glory. Because believe it or not, we're here for his glory, not ours. He's not here for us. We're supposed to be here for him. And so what he does answer... And solve our problems. When he does come to our rescue. It will not be in a common sense way. It will come about in a way of a miracle. It will come about in a way that you know. That it had to be God. Because there is no other way of explaining it. Look. Nothing is impossible to God. More verses. Y'all need to write these things down. Ready? Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. Once again, we we all agree that that Scripture is truth, right? We can establish that's a foundation. Okay, look at the last part of that verse. Nothing is too difficult for you. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care what your family's situation is. Here's the bottom line truth that you need to know. Nothing is too difficult for God. There is no situation that you're ever going to be in that God can't get you out of. You need to remember that. You need to ingrain that. You need to know that. Nothing is too difficult for God. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too difficult for me? God is it. God is all. All we have to do is cry out. Don't look at your past don't look to the past and and seek God to do things in the way that he did it in the past. Because the truth of the matter is, and Henry Blackaby nailed this on the head, God is always on the move. You notice that when, when the Israelites were following God in the desert, how did God lead? How did God lead? And where what was the Israelites' reaction while in their time in the desert? How did God lead? Huh? Yeah? Right? Fire by night, smoke by day. But where were the Israelites? Where, where was God? Was He in the center or was He out ahead? Because they followed God. They followed after the smoke by day. They followed after the flame by night. And guess what? Where God settled, where did the Israelites settle? Right. They followed him. And where did they go? Did they go straight to the Jordan River? No, they had to have some training time out in the desert. But wherever God moved, they went. And as long as they were following after God, what happened to them? Hey, did anybody had to buy shoes in those that forty year period? Anybody had to buy new clothing in that forty year period? Did anybody starve during that forty year period? Except when they got rebellious, a couple of them fell in a big hole. That was their fault. There was a few poisonous snakes came along. You know, but they weren't looking at the right thing. That was their problem. But as long The key is, as long as they were following after God, everything was fine. What does that say for us? Do you think God has changed people? No, he hasn't changed. The bottom line is this. As long as you're following after God, as long as you're following his lead, as long as you're dependent upon him, as long as you're seeking him out, God will take care of you. I don't care what your situation is. And guys, you need to hear this out. You may think that your situation is impossible now. You may think that God is condemning you. You may think that it's the end of the world for you and that you will never get out of this. But I want you to know and I want you to understand, God is always preparing you today for what lies ahead tomorrow. God is going to take the situation that you are in and he's going to use it. He's going to use it. He may use it for you. He may use it for somebody else. But the fact of the matter is, he's going to use that situation, and that includes your mistakes. That includes your mistakes, because let's be honest, folks, we we make mistakes. Thank God. God didn't look at us based upon our actions. That song we were singing early, Let Your Mercies Fall Down from Heaven. Somebody define for me what mercy is. What is mercy? Huh? It's, it's beyond grace. That's exactly right. Let your, why, why would we say that? Let your mercies fall down from heaven. In other words, God, forgive us for what we have done. Overlook the stupid mistakes, the stupid words, the stupid actions that we have taken. Pour your mercies out upon us because we cannot stand on our own. Mercy... Is God's favor despite our actions. And we need it. I need it. I'm telling you right now I need it. There's a few people out there on the road that think that too. If it is an impossibility, if whatever your situation is is an impossibility, then that's the very reason we need to cry out to him. Did you ever stop to think, If the reason that you're in this impossible situation is so that God could get your attention to begin with, chew on that for a few minutes. God wants you to cry out to him. Once again, God created us to be dependent upon him and not independent. I love Oswald Chambers. This guy, he's way beyond me. And the amazing thing is, he died really, really young. The most impossible thing for you is to be so closely identified with the Lord that there is literally nothing of your old life remaining. Let me me read that one more time. The most impossible thing for you is to be so closely identified with the Lord that there is literally nothing of your old life remaining. God will do it if you will ask Him. But if you have to come to the point of believing Him, but, I'm sorry, let me back up, regroup, but you have to come to the point of believing Him to be almighty. We find faith by not only believing what Jesus says, but even more by trusting Jesus Himself. If we only look at what He says, we'll never believe And that's the thought I want to leave you guys with today. The challenge that I want to leave you guys with today. I want to challenge you. To forget what you think you know. And cling to God. Whatever your situation is. I encourage you. Cry out to him. And his word is true. When we cry out, He will answer. Thank you for your attention. Let's pray. Clay, would you close us in a word of prayer, sir?